The purpose of this podcast is to explore digital and print media, all respective sources that are referenced or owned by the respective companies, and our thoughts and agendas are strictly our own and do not reflect any corporate biases or agendas. Your discretion is advised. to our, all of our listeners. I'm Demetrius. And I'm Demetrius. And Meech and Meech presents the Blurred City Podcast. So this is our boys review episode. Uh, we're going to really get into just season three, the craziness of that, epicness of just the different things that we witnessed. Um, but first, we're going to get into what's hot, but we're going to do it slightly different this time. We're, we both went to Comic Palooza uh, yesterday, so we were just having a great, great time there. We're gonna kind of just get into our experiences there, but I know Meech, you had a, you had some thoughts you needed to get off your chest, so I'm gonna let you get it. All right, Homelander, bring that here, boy, because I am, I am completely upset that I did not get to run the fade with you, because you were set to appear. And me and Kimiko, we had a plan. We had everything set up. We were going to run your pockets, but nah, you decided to run. So next time I see you, Homelander, it is on site. On site. <laughs> so you want to explain that to the people? <laughs> All right. So pretty much Comic Palooza is essentially just another Comic Con. And there's just a bun- bunch of, uh, you know, celebrities comic book artists and writers as well as just other people in the nerd community as well as podcasters and for me right i had gotten a like i had gotten tickets so that way i could take a photo op with both anthony star and karen who's also known as homelander and kimiko respectively however anthony star canceled last minute so it was just me and karen Now, mind you, Karen, she's a lovely lady. Like, she's bubbly. She is just a wonderful human being. Uh, But I was, like, really looking forward to Homelander because it was, because, again, I had everything planned up for, like, a good skit that was going to be planned out. But, nah, unfortunately not. So, so, yeah, I have to get that off my chest real quick. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely, as we get into later, we know that Homelander ducks the smoke. But also, just disclaimer, if anything actually serious in this life popped up, respect from the pod for that. All well wishes there. But just getting into Comic Palooza, also, I, I thought it was a really good time. It, it reminded me so much of our first podcast episode where we were talking about just an awesome, safe, fun place for nerds to kind of get together. Just seeing the different cosplays were, was incredible. Um, what I definitely recognized uh Naruto is still one of the most popular animes because the Akatsuki were out. <laughs> not, not just the Akatsuki, uh, but the if you had seen on our Instagram, we'll look up on the Blair City Pod. But uh, but the the Venoms, Venom was ripping out like the symbiote hive. We were out here. Uh, I was one of them, of course, but. Uh, but just seeing the bunch of people with Venom merch, Venom shirts, Venom just anything, it, it brought a tear to my eye. I'm like, yes, 
we we all here together. Yeah, the Clintar clan was going crazy. Also, another one, Demon Slayer, is definitely one of the most popular animes. There are so many Tanjiro outfits. There is Rengoku. I saw a really cool uh, Uzui outfit as well. Zenetsu was going crazy. For me, I was repping my Black Clover. I only met one crew, uh, so we we linked up, took a, <laughs> took a selfie together. And then I also saw Captain Yami. So it's it's a it's a smaller one but it's definitely popular but uh you also took another picture with someone else you want to get into that oh yes yes so i also got into a photo op with the terry cruz you know mr julius from uh everybody hates chris you know the man who inspired me to be uh as cheap with my money as possible you let him down though look 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 it's comic palooza <laughs> let me have that one <laughs> so let me have that one but uh but yeah like he was just an again great down-to-earth guy and then there was also one particular person who i met that i'm super excited to talk to you guys about his name is jacques jacques is a prolific comic book artist primarily a dc he you may recognize his work in uh green green arrow year one he also did Batman the Black Mirror, phenomenal story, as well as the Batman Who Laughs miniseries. So you are so if you read any of those, you're very familiar with his art style. And I managed to get not only just a pig slash video of the guy, but he did a custom comic book cover of Batman of Batman the the Great Detective, and it had just Batman in shadow with my name on it. So so yeah, so I got a custom cover, one of a kind, come at me. Yeah, for me, I also got this very sick poster. Um, I'm going to put it up on our Instagram soon, but it's literally Avatar Aang. He's surrounded by three Pokemon, so a Charizard, a Blastoise, Venusaur, and then it has uh, Appa in the other corner. But it's like the drip on that poster. I was like, oh, I got to go get it. And just, it was really cool seeing, um, we had saw live action LARPing, um, just like with knights. That was cool. It was kind of really hard to like see it because there were so many people in the crowd just watching it. Also robot fights, so I couldn't really get a lot of images of it. But then we also like went to a really cool panel. Um, well, different panels. We actually joined one where we answered some anime questions ourselves. And then there is another one where it talked about just like black nerds in the space and podcasting. So it was just a really amazing time. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to DreamCon. It was going on at the same time, but it's essentially just like a Comic Con where it's like uh, it's, it's kind of hosted or like kicked off by RDC. You can kind of check out on their YouTube DreamCon from last year. It's like super inspiring just seeing how, you know, kids with a dream just kind of take off and make it such a big thing in connecting. And I definitely want to uh, go there one day. So going from there, we're going to get into some pre-spoiler chat on the boys. So for a boys no novice, how would you describe it? Oh, man. Well, okay. So the boys... Originally started off as a comic book uh, created by Garth Ennis, you know, famous uh, Punisher Max guy, but in Preacher. But the thing is, like, he typically is a guy who expresses his disdain and hate for superheroes. So he essentially created a comic which gets uh, adapted into a TV show about these group of non-powered individuals who are fighting essentially a, an entire global a conglomerate company called VOD who exclusively makes superheroes and supervillains 
and these pretend superheroes are actually like really scummy and and the boys jobs like just to take them down a peg and the main antagonists of the series are known as the seven which i like to call uh the dark and gritty uh bootleg justice league <laughs> because that's essentially what they are they had like almost the exact same powers almost that to the t yeah like almost everything is just like their names and slightly their costumes just different and that's about it so it's just a ragtag group of underdogs just taking on a you know this a superhero community yeah and as um, the reason we did the legal spiegel in the beginning this is a show that is completely out of pocket at times um and it's not for everybody and if you listen and go what does that mean it's not for you that's the, that's the simplest way to put it As essentially what we're saying here audience is that <laughs> this show goes into like adult themes and adult topics as well as adult visuals so children most definitely should not be watching the show and if you're like not into like those type of things you probably you probably shouldn't be watching it either, but we're talking about a show that's three seasons deep. Mm. If you haven't started it b beforehand, you probably aren't going to get into now. It's actually funny. My oldest sister, uh, she actually started it like two weeks ago and she already finished it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. My girl's a legend. Uh, we just got a report from Bot uh, News Network. We're officially starting to get into our boys spoiler review. If you have not seen or heard of the show and don't want to get spoiled, skip ahead to our deep dive. But otherwise, we've got to go in. And yes, I'm also getting another word from Bot that if you choose to stay in and be spoiled without your consent, then unfortunately we'll have a special agent, Black Noir, come in to air out any grievances. You have been warned. Let's start with just like the main theme of uh, theme of the show. Huh, man. So yeah, so it's just pretty much main theme is the basically an underdog. It's kind of a story of Huey Campbell. Because you see it mostly from his perspective, just him because uh, he had a girlfriend and her girl kind of got uh, disintegrated by A-Train, who's pretty much bootleg, black bootleg Flash. Mm -hmm. And and ever since then, he's pretty much been in distraught and Huey ends up meeting this guy uh, named Billy Butcher, played by the awesome Carl Urban. Mm -hmm. And Carl Urban introduced him to a group called The Boys and they just hey hey. And the reason why that they added him in is because of the fact that each person also had like a soup, kind of like a soup, or that's how they call superheroes, a soup encounter. Mm -hmm. Like Billy Butcher, pretty much he lost his wife to Homelander, who's the Superman uh, bootleg. Right. You had Mother's Milk, who is an awesome brother. Has the most amazing name. Yep. He has the most amazing name, but he has the most amazing drip. Oh, yes. The drip is strong with him. And he uh, pretty much has, an, has history with a certain character named Soldier Boy, who we're going to get into shortly. Right. And then we got Frenchie, who's the uh, who's kind of the regular drug man of the group. Yep. And we got Kimiko. As I mentioned earlier, she's fantastic, but she was also experimented on and pretty much gained 
superhuman strength, but uh, she she don't roll with any uh, Vought or anybody like that. So she's the only member of the boys for now before we get to the end of the recap that has superpowers. Yep. And then also on the other side, who's kind of, who uh, we're going to spoil it at, at the very end, but there's another character named Annie. And Annie is actually a member of the Seven, who, but she goes by the name Starlight, and she kind of reminds me a bit of like Dazzler with Jubilee from the X Men. Mm. If you if you guys can get those type of references, but she has light based powers, and she always wanted to join the Seven, but over time you start seeing uh her her rose tinted goggles, they just get decimated. I mean, it's hard to even say over time. I mean the very first episode was just like shocking to watch of her experience yeah yeah okay rose tinted for one person and then just her uh commitments and views start just getting teared down and while that's being torn down she also starts developing a relationship with huey mm-hmm. who she did not uh know is part of the boys yes until like barely halfway through season one yes so just we're not gonna recap season one season two um, if you want to take the time to watch that, it's on Amazon Prime. But essentially, just to kind of catch up where we start with season three. So essentially, Homelander, the main villain of the show, is he is slowly degrading mentally. Like he has lost the people that who are essentially evil, but closest to him. So he lost uh, this person, Madeline Stillwell, that was a, a mother-like figure to him that he ended up essentially killing himself. Then he also lost uh, this super racist ex-Nazi called Stormfront, who uh, she ended up dying after uh, killing herself because she was just bedridden after getting lasered by his own son. He doesn't know where his son is, so he's just kind of slipping. So he's fighting for control of Vought. And again, the boys, their entire mission has been to, we got to take down Homelander. And him being the Superman of this uh, universe, there's no kryptonite that we know of. So there's no, oh, let's just, you know, how Batman goes. Let's pull the kryptonite out. Oh, we can stop Superman. There's literally no way to stop Homelander um, <laughs> unless you want to go toe-to-toe, but nobody can go toe-to-toe with him. So over the course of the season, we then get into, okay, what? there's a secret weapon that took out a soldier boy who used to be the Homelander of his time around in the 40s and earlier. So then... The entire mission is to then find uh, Soldier Boy and what took out this weapon because he's presumed dead at the time. Yep, and and yeah, so pretty much the boys like they they all find that, but also a big thing is the fact that at this point, uh, Billy Butcher he ends up like contacting Queen Maeve, who's also not rocking with a uh, Homelander. She's a member of the Seven and essentially the Wonder Woman of the group, but she manages to give him just these uh these little medicines if you will mm-hmm. essentially it's called temp v uh and what it does is that it gives the person powers for 24 hours and so like you pretty much see like a story of a power addiction like a drug abuse slash addiction there and you essentially find that and essentially like in this season the boys are slowly like coming apart as yeah. well it's kind of like a slight parallel because like Homelander is pretty much 
losing his marbles and tearing down the seven and then billy butcher gets addicted to power and his decisions start uh completely tearing down the boys which is crazy because i feel like this season even more than like the previous like two seasons they like really actually fractured and went their own ways uh especially the entire goal is not to have powers that's like the belief of anybody kind of in a baron zemo type way of like anybody with powers cannot be trusted to have it um and just kind of from them he gets it so that kind of starts to split and fray the group apart but also just like something i want to get into i think homelander just like the acting um from anthony Starr is just incredible like the facials of it you can slowly just see him like it's a controlled rage at times where it's like that smile that we sometimes have and it's like his face starts twitching like he's annoyed but and he's like having thoughts but that's just like incredible just from his so you really just see him slowly falling apart yep and again just testament to his acting uh he, he deserves an oscar for this show but uh but yeah like keeping on moving we also have like just a few like different side plots that are happening with the show i mean of course with a show like that you're gonna get like a bunch of side plots so mm-hmm. like the main one i want to touch on is the a-train side plot so a-train at this point you know as a bullet flash but like over the course of the previous seasons like he had like a major drug addiction and as so his heart got so weak that he's scared that like He's scared to even use his powers to run mm-hmm. because he's afraid, like, if he does it, then it's going to give out on him. So he's trying to, like, figure out how do I, like, continue to be a superhero without using my powers. So, of course, he, he decided to pull a whole, uh, pull some out-of-pocket stuff, you know, <laughs> some very, uh, some very, uh, not, 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 uh, not with the culture type deal, and, like, exposing the African culture, you know, we want, he wants to be, like, he has a whole costume change where he goes from primarily blue to, like, African colors, which even, like, because he goes and he meets his family, right, everyone in, in, like, his family in the black communities, they just, like, boy, we laughing at you, man, <laughs> like, take that city, get up off, like, He's basically like your your token of the group, you know. Yes. Exposing all like pretty much like trying to uh it's like, hey, I'm the black man of the group, and then I'll use my black culture to receive excellence. And I'm just like, oh goodness, if I can't hate this character anymore. Oh my goodness. And and of course the big thing arrives where uh his brother mentions about this specific suit called Blue Hawk. And Blue Hawk, he's kinda like a, a white collar police type of super and he, and of course, tying into like today's times, he's going into like black neighborhoods and he's pretty much arresting and uh, like assaulting black individuals, kind of like again like today's times. And of course, uh, of course, A Train ain't having any of that. This is like one of the few times he actually shows the pride for being a black person. And one times I kind of rooted for him, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Because A-Train, again, as you said, is the one that killed Huey's uh, original girlfriend in episode one. And he, yeah, he, and you can just see, like, how annoying he was throughout most of that season. Uh, the side story I want to touch on is M.M. So Mother's Milk, he had such a great storyline in this uh, season where Soldier Boy, who was like, again, he's the Homelander, beloved, overpowered kind of character. And again, believed to be dead for a long time. But apparently like mm is like soldier boy killed my family and we don't know the story about it for so long and so just progressing the main storyline so the boys end up going to russia and in that place they kind of see that okay they're looking for the weapon that took out soldier boy 
but they end up finding Soldier Boy, who is still alive, and they didn't know that. So you just kind of see M.M. wrestle with that throughout the season. And as they figure out that, okay, he's alive, then his team, his original team uh, for Soldier Boy betrayed him. So throughout that, that's where we start to see the fracturing of the boys really occurs. So uh, Huey and Butcher both go, okay, this is now the weapon. You know, Soldier Boy is the weapon to take down Homelander, but we have to take help him get rid of his former team. M.M. is not going to help Soldier Boy because, again, Soldier Boy is the one that killed his family. And then so Frenchie and Kimiko also have their subline as well. Yeah, so essentially the main thing is like, of course, uh, Frenchie and Kimiko, you know, they're developing their romance. And, uh, and of course, both of them was like, hey, we're going to get out of the boys. We're going to like go leave and have a have a happy life together, which uh, which was an immediate red flag. Because, you know, whenever somebody says like, hey, we're going to like leave it's like <laughs> stop waving the death flag. Oh, man, somebody about to somebody about to get hurt. So so when Soldier Boy was released, he ends up like he ends up having this power where he can shoot an energy blast. But that energy blast has the capability of just burning out all of the compound V, which is used to give anybody their powers out of a person's system. So, of course, like he fires it, but but like he was like in an adult state of mind. So he didn't know and uh, happened to hit Kimiko again, the only superpowered person on the team at that point. But so. <laughs> So she pretty much is like out of commission, like her powers are gone and they like, and now like it's a wrestling of like, okay, they're both, uh, like they're both depowered. Kimiko, like she had to go to the hospital and like, that is like where the major fracture occurs because like, okay, so we got like, uh, we got Butcher and we got Huey who also took 10V, mm -hmm. which everybody was disappointed with. Yeah. So both of them have powers. They're siding with Soldier Boy, but like but like they do not they seemingly do not care about like what happened with Kimiko. So like that left Mother's Milk, Frenchie, and Starlight to like help Kimiko and like get her to a hospital where she can recover. And then all the time, like uh Kimiko pretty much struggling with the fact like first she's like ecstatic to be free of the powers but then she sees like hey I can be helping Frenchie out more because like there was an incident with the eruption mobster and like they all got where they got kidnapped and was about to kill him and Kimiko would have would have killed them sooner if she had her powers but she still killed him anyway because mm -hmm. uh, she she really nice with it <laughs> she is her she 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 is her uh she 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 really out here but but yeah that made her say like okay i want to get my powers back yeah so just kind of with that also another subplot is starlight is in a really difficult position throughout this entire season so starlight again represents how most people would feel if they were a superhero so kind of bright-eyed oh i get to be a part of a superhero group um, I'm going to save the world. I'm part of essentially the Justice League or a part of the Avengers. So like, imagine if your kid were to join that and how excited you would be in this to see that corruption. And so she's the middle person between Homelander and the boys. And she's literally dating Huey, who's part of the boys. And then just after season one and season two craziness, like Homelander knows this, but she also has to kind of walk the line. And in between this, Stan Edgar Hoover, our, the legend, Ooh. 
the legend, um, he he is head of Vought, and with that, he ends up, you know, in the first three seasons, having to step down because he gets framed. So this leaves Homelander in charge of, like, the biggest corporation in the world of heroes. So whatever he says goes. Even just, like, as you mentioned with the Blue Hawk situation, where A-Tran is like, oh, let me handle it. He's like, no, don't touch him. And you just kind of see, like, a person that's overpowered one but also just like kind of slipping mentally shouldn't be have that much power in terms of just like also you know political and news stuff as well but with that uh a new member gets added to the seven uh alex and he has a power and homelander selects him specifically so he can uh keep that over annie and later in the season he gets murdered uh because Annie is also plotting with the boys to take down Homelander. And once he murders Alex, he's like, hey, I want you to see this. So he literally murders Alex, brings Starlight to see it. And he's like, this will happen to Huey if you keep playing. Get in line. Huh. And, and you didn't mention the worst part about it was the fact that, okay, Alex, he was on board with it. And he's like, okay, let me find more people to, to bring into the fold. So that way we can have like a good army set to take down Homelander. And there was an incident between uh, the Deep and A-Train in which uh, Homelander sided with the Deep. As usual, because he's been bullying A-Train the entire season. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also because uh, Deep and Brown knows and uh, Brown knows and hard. But yeah, so like, yeah, so Alex like, like, okay, let's bring A-Train onto the team. Ah. And then op behavior gets activated. Yep, yep. Op behavior again. Another reason why I hate hate the character of A Train is that like A Train went full full Takashi six nine and <laughs> snitched on Alex to Homelander, and that's how he finds out that like oh everybody plotting against him. Mm-hmm. So that kind of is like the main plots overall. Um, we can see how the boys are split, and he is hostage. Homelander is in charge, and then now we have Soldier Boy, who is with also Huey and Butcher. So then we get into Hero Gasm. All right, so Hero Gasm is <laughs> oh man. Okay, so so essentially, hey kids, stop listening. This is where like a bunch of B-list and C-list superheroes they get together to have a good uh, orgy time, and. And what happens is that, okay, two members of Soldier Boy's team is there. So Huey and his, Huey and Soldier Boy and Butcher, they're all there to, well, Huey goes in to like scout the place out, you know, see where the twins are so Soldier Boy can go in and murk them. Mm -hmm. Then you have Annie and Mother's Milk who are there because like they have a feeling that Soldier Boy is going to go after them next and that's where they're going to be. So they're there to like try to get them out. And at the same time, you had A-Train there, who is uh, there because of Blue Hawk. Mm -hmm. So, like, he can go and confront him because at that point, Blue Hawk ended up going wild at a press conference, ends up paralyzing A-Train's brother. Yes. So, so A-Train's there for vengeance. And at the same time, Homelander sends the dude there because he knows that... Because he knows that Soldier Boy is going to be there. So, so again, just everybody's conglomerating at this one location. And push comes to shove. Things happen. There's also this one scene. I don't know if we can talk about it, but the Deep is disgusting. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So Deep, he gets there, right? And he finds this octopus. 
And he decides, you know what? Let me have some fun with the octopus, okay. if you know what I mean. I mean, they kind of set it up where the deep kind of has these weird feelings towards aquatic creatures, but... Fetish. He has a fetish. <laughs> so they delivered on that. So, so we'll just move on from there. Let's move on, all right. So, okay, so at this point, like, uh, so Huey punches uh, A-Train because uh, A-Train actually apologizes for what happened to Robin, which is, like, a great moment for Huey. It's like, mm-hmm. but then again, that's also because he got powers now. So, like, and, and in terms of, like, powers, so Huey has the ability to teleport. Teleport anybody like but the thing is that their clothes don't go with them so yeah so that's kind of a comedic thing and he also gets a level of super strength uh mm-hmm. because first time he uses it he punches the guy right through the chest mm-hmm. and then uh butcher he ends up getting homelander's powers minus the flight yeah so you know full super strength speed and the laser beam laser eyes yes and of course soldier boy gets there and he finds it finds the two members of his team murks them Yes. But then Mercs almost everybody else in the building so apart with, from the main characters. Yeah, so with that, so we see that Soldier Boy was been being tortured this entire time. So this is like over a period of potentially 30, 50 years uh before he got put on ice. Uh but with that with the Unibeam, whenever he starts hearing Russian type music, he can't control it. So even when we see when he first gets back into America, he hears it on the streets. And then he like destroys this building, which like killed essentially like 19 people. So here at Herogasm, he does the same thing. Like music starts playing. Instead of just the twins, he uh, takes out essentially the entire building down. Yep. And and of course with that, of course, people like had to start evacuating. And he's getting like all the survivors out, Mother's Milk helping them. Well, actually, no. Mother's Milk's not helping out. Mother's Milk trying to get to Soldier Boy. Yeah. <laughs> trying to trying to murk him, get his ones, but uh, Butcher's not letting him because, you know, they need Soldier Boy to take out Homelander and... Uh, but he's also protecting Mother's Milk. Yeah, he's also protecting Like, that's a good thing is the fact that, like, you start to see a little bit more of more Butcher's, like, humanity coming out, which is something that's been, like, kind of missing throughout the other things. Seeing, like, a sociopathic monster and then you start seeing more of his humanity throughout especially when we get to it later in the season oh yeah but uh but yeah there's that and then a train ends up finding blue hawk oh boy the the only time i rooted for a train this was one of the most gruesome scenes just like watching it oh yes so if you guys had seen the death battle of goku black versus reverse flash this is essentially how that ended so uh a-Train grabs Blue Hawk and he's like, you paralyzed my brother, you racist crap, and then puts him on the ground and then drags him at super speed. Like on the highway. Yeah, on the highway, just around the entire state or the world, I, I, or the city. I, I don't remember like how far he dragged he him. He went but far. He went far. Far enough to where like all the skin on Blue Hawk's body just evaporates. Pretty much, he he's just like a husk right and of course as i mentioned earlier like a train was scared that his heart would give out whenever he runs again and that is exactly what happens he ends up uh his heart ends up giving out he goes into cardiac arrest and we presumably see him dead yeah and what was really just like uh, cool about what happens next is that the week before, I literally was like, "Are do you think that Homelander and Soldier Boy are going to fight this season? 
And then the, this episode is someone to answer that question. So we see Homelander, he drops in and he's like, okay, I see all the people dead. It's time to kind of step up. So like up to the lead up, he was really scared of like, really scared of soldier boy like you could see it in his face there is a reason that he sent the deep instead of himself and then just in that moment he sees butcher who he made a promise with that they are going to kind of go one-on-one essentially in the future when nobody left standing and then he's with soldier boy so he takes out butcher at first and then he's like okay it's you and me soldier boy and they go at it oh boy and the the whooping that soldier boy gave homelander was the stuff of legends because uh like again soldier boy has like is essentially homelander so minus the flight and the eye beams which again becomes a omnidirectional being uh spoiler i mean not spoiler but uh foreshadowing uh, <laughs> but yeah so like he's pretty much giving him the word like he like uh homelander tries to fly he grabs him by the cage like pulls the whole end of the most like this is why we ain't got no cape boy and drags him back to the ground and then my man billy he gets up from that uh, laser beam to the chest. He's like, "Oi, <laughs> come on, run this fade!" And and you just start seeing the fight back meme. And yeah, they start jumping Homelander. In fairness to Homelander, he was actually giving Soldier Boy the work before Butcher uh, came back. But then, just like yeah, he gets jumped. So then Huey j- joins the fray, and it's like a three on one. And it's like literally so exciting just to see uh, Homelander get jumped and beat up because he's literally overpowered. Like we never see him stress out. We never see him have to do extra work. Um, it's literally just like a lot of the plot is centered around taking him down. But it's like the kind of peripheral things that can uh, degrade his power rather than just like a straightforward confrontation. So this is the first time we see it and he almost gets uh, his powers taken and destroyed. And but unfortunately, he just he gains just enough strength to fly away. I'm just like, dang it. Dang it. We, but it, it was a great moment because uh, in subsequent episodes, you actually see that uh, like Queen Babe talks to him and she notices that he's wearing eyeliner. <laughs> yeah. He, he pulling in uh, Amber Heard's like, oh, I'm gonna have makeup on because he this man got a black eye. Now we're getting sick for real. <laughs> he is out here, but uh, like this is where Homelander gets scared. He is truly scared now because Billy got powers, Soldier Boy got the ability, and both of them together got the ability to take him out. So he's like, what in the world do I do? Yeah. So just flashing forward, just uh, the reconvening plots. So during this time, Kimiko gets her aims to get her powers back along with Frenchie so they can unite with uh, Mother's Milk and Starlight, who are also like the good side of the boys. Then we find out that for Mother's Milk, he was a, as a kid, his name is also Marvin. It's not, but just as a disclaimer. But for MM, we see that as a kid, he was a real huge fan of Soldier Boy. And he remembers seeing Soldier Boy fight uh, one night and he calls his grandpa over. But Soldier Boy ends up throwing a cart into that apartment and it kills his, uh, his grandfather and like other members of his family. So this is why we see throughout the three seasons so far is that MM, he has a really hardcore case of OCD. So he kind of has to have everything a certain way. And he even says, like, if I don't wake up every night, check the burners like three to six times, then Soldier Boy is going to come and kill my family. So that, that was just a really touching moment. Um, also, we see a confrontation between 
uh, Huey and Annie. And the reason that Huey, he's repeatedly taking Tim V is because he doesn't want to feel powerless. He's tired of Annie saving him all the time. So on their first date, she asks him, is my powers going to be a problem? And he says no. But this is before he's literally trying to take down the strongest person in the world, before they really get into the boys. And he's just tired of getting saved. So we... He, we see that, and then he later says he didn't know what strength is, and he learned it from his father and stuff like that. Yeah, it was it was a real tight. Well, it was a real heartbreaking scene when they fought because yeah. it was, it really had me scared. Like, are they gonna break up in this season? I'm like, Lord, no. They they were done essentially after that fight. Before like later. Yeah, I was like, oh my goodness, please don't, because they they are like the bastion of hope the one bastion of hope in this entire series right. and it's like seeing them break <laughs> up because of like huge insecurities of like power which uh oh my goodness that applies today uh right. toxic masculinity anybody or toxic femininity but uh but yeah like that's pretty much like the end of their relationship but then annie finds out that the Tim v has a pretty serious side effect Mm -hmm. So, like, over the course of, like, the episodes, when you see, like, Huey and especially Butcher, like, take Tim V, you see them get, like, nosebleeds, you see them, like, start bleeding out of the ears. Throwing up as so, well. Yeah, throwing up green fluid. And essentially, it's because of the fact that it causes lesions in the brain. Like, the brain starts, like, deteriorating from each use. So, like, four to five, like, doses will kill the person who's, like, using it. Right. And when she finds out, Huey had taken like three doses and then Butcher took four. Yeah. And of course, like she, well, she made the, well, I was saying like she made the wrong decision, but I was like, oh no, actually that would be the right decision because of the fact like Huey wouldn't have his phone on him because he'd been teleporting in and out. So he, he loses clothes every time. <laughs> right. Um, but, but yeah, so she tells Butcher to like, hey, these, uh, this Tim V is going to kill y'all, so stop taking it, or at least have Huey stop taking it. Mm -hmm. And and then Butcher is like, he just does the Butcher thing, which I'm like, bruh. He <laughs> doesn't tell Huey about it, but then right before uh, they were about to take more, Butcher has a bastion of humanity in him and knocks Huey out. I, I really love how you talk about Butcher's humanity because like in the previous episode we see as the crew they went to go go to hunt down another member of the previous team that Soldier Boy was on who like really can control minds and stuff like that. So Butcher he gets put under a spell and essentially like the the guy's power is that he puts you under into a recurring nightmare and then you just kind of die of dehydration because you can't wake up from it again jutsu if you will <laughs> essentially so through that we kind of see the story of butcher's uh brother and little brother and we also just see how horrible of a father he had um and just but the crazy thing is we see parallels between butcher growing up as well as his father so like uh, uncontrollable raids, the drinking, calling people uh, just out of their names and different things like that. So with that, ultimately, we see that uh, Butcher, he always would protect his brother from just like beatings and then uh, in general like that. But once he leaves, his brother isn't protected by his dad anymore. And he, his brother, little brother ends up committing suicide. And he sees that Huey is his uh he's like a spitting image of his brother almost so that's why he protects him in the end but also in that episode we learned that soldier boy oh, goodness. is the father of homelander 
Yes, sir. So we, <laughs> yeah. we we got it, boys. Uh, I I somewhat called it. I was like, it was like, wait, why why he also got super strength and then that energy bass and then and then you see helmet and it also brings up like a, a a really disturbing theory of mine. I was like, wait, who's the mother? Who's the only other person that could fly? Mm. Stormfront. Oh, oh goodness. Oh good yeah, Oh lord. Great. Oh, that'd be nasty actually if we think about that. But I. They didn't confirm it, so we always know that Homelander is a test tube baby, essentially. But going into the final episode, it's like where all the plot lines converge. So they go into Vought Towers. Uh, we also just see that like Homelander, he he brings his son into the fray. So his son Ryan is the son of Butcher's ex-wife. Um, Homelander kind of had his way with his wife and that's how that Ryan got produced. And then uh, Ryan ended up killing his mom in the previous season as he tried to take down Stormfront. So, and he's been like kind of living on his own, except with just like government personnel moving constantly because they're trying to keep him away from Homelander. And earlier in the season, uh, Butcher in his typical, I gotta be a macho guy, push people away in order to protect them. He called Ryan essentially a monster, so to kind of isolate and protect him. And uh, and this is where it starts coming back to bite him because Homelander finds uh, Ryan thanks to a uh, certain somebody, uh, right, Miss uh, Head Popper herself, and she and like he pretty much like says like he pretty much actually does like a fatherly thing and comforts uh, Ryan mm -hmm. and you think like hey normal like if you took that like out of context like it's pretty much one of the most heartwarming things ever the only problem is it's coming out of Homelander so well they they both understand what it's like to be alone yeah be alone to be fatherless for a while and uh but but yeah so like we got that plotline going on Annie and Huey end up like reconciling uh, as he pretty much apologizes for pretty much all of his behavior and right. and had a pretty hilarious moment where he's just like, I know you want to say I told you so, so just get it on out. <laughs> and she lets him have it. <laughs> and it was just so heartwarming to see them together again. Kimiko got her powers back and they're with the boy and her and Frenchie go to Bot Tower with MM in order to whip up a uh, nerve agent. Yo, nerve agent, which will knock out uh, Soldier Boy. And from there, we pretty much get the final confrontation of Soldier Boy, Queen Maeve, and Billy versus Homelander, which you think was about to be another fight back meme, but uh, it actually turned into a 2v2, which was kind of crazy. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Um, So this is where homelander pulls out the ultimate bad guy card and he pulls out his son and he's like hey join us uh soldier boy and soldier boy is like nah you are pathetic because he grew up in the you know the real 40s and 20s and 30s and all that where it's like macho man to the extent and throughout the season we learned that uh soldier boy is an awful human being as well it doesn't seem as bad as homelander by comparison but just just going from there Brian tries to stop them from him from harming Homelander. So then he smacks Ryan out of the way and he's about to use the Unibeam on him and Homelander. 
But then Butcher is like, oh, I can't let you do that. So then that kind of just like splits off. So essentially Butcher starts fighting Soldier Boy and then Queen Maeve. Oh my God, did she level up in this season? She gave Homelander the business. Hands for days. She made him bleed. He didn't bleed when he fought Soldier Boy, Huey, and Butcher. He just had a bruise. She was piecing him up. But but then again, he also was like, "Listen, I'm not going. I'm not trying to deal with you right now." So he, at first, but then he was like, "Okay, I got to do this." And he, I hate when people gouge our eyes. That is so disgusting. Ugh. But Maeve was giving him hands uh, for days, and like even when she put picked up the rod and stabbed him in the eardrum. Oh goodness. Oh man, Maeve is a legend. But also during this fight, um, all the other members of the boys. Uh, join in and they essentially are helping Butcher fight Soldier Boy because Soldier Boy is like completely overpowered. Yeah, and uh, they were they were all getting the business and then it looks like Annie was about to get taken out and Huey, it appeared he was about to take like the last uh, vial of Tim B but then he says no and he goes and he turns on like all the powers to give Annie a boost in her power level to just knock down a uh, soldier boy real quick, which I thought was like, it was amazing, but then it was super underwhelming with the result. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so you get all that just knocked down? Dang, that's crazy. The most expensive nosebleed. <laughs> not, not even that. Not even <laughs> that. Even. But yeah, essentially they use that opportunity. It's a good uh, character development mo- moment for Huey, but then they use that moment to hit him with the nerve agent. But he is like, yo, I'm not going back in the box. And he starts to kind of light up. And you're like, oh, all the members of the boys are about to get done in. But then Queen Maeve sees this. She tackles him, takes him out the window, and he just, like, lets the beam explode. And I literally remember texting you. And I was like, Maeve, no! (laughs) I remember that, too, because I just was like... I, I didn't say anything because, like, I had seen the episode, like, just a, maybe an hour or two earlier than you had. So, like, I knew what was going to happen. So, like, I, I didn't say anything. I'm just like, look, I'm just let you go. I was like, how can we lose Maeve? She was so awesome in this episode. Uh, but just even going from there, we see a parallel at the end of the fight where Ryan ends up taking Homelander's hand and walking away. And in season two, Ryan took uh, Butcher's hand and walked away. So... Now we just see that there's two superpowers, so Brightburn uh, about to happen real soon. Oh no. Because he has exact same powers. I'm like, no, not again, not, not 2.0. And so yeah, so like at the end of the day, like Homelander pretty much like sets off with Ryan, pretty much exposes him to the culture, to the praise of the peoples, and to the violence by <laughs> murking a dude who threw a bottle at him yeah. and murks him. So like, and you see Ryan just, develop that sinister smile like oh lord you gotta take him out mm-hmm. and then but then at the same time you see uh annie like she goes to this random house and you're like whose house did you go in at to see queen Maeve? yes still alive i was so happy uh yeah queen Maeve with her girlfriend uh having a she hasn't her powers no more uh because again soldier boy burns out the v in your system but this is her getting a chance at a normal life. And then Ashley, who is the new head of Vought, essentially. With no uh, hair. Yeah, it's kind of just touching on her. There's not really a lot to touch on, but she just kind of, you see her, not really growth, but she moves up the ladders. Um, and just in that she deletes the video of 
Maeve being saved. So she's protecting them from Homelander. And we see throughout the entire season, she is like completely terrified of Homelander and does whatever she says. But essentially with that, uh, just moving forward, the boys are now united. Uh, Annie has quit being a member of the Seven. So she's joined the boys as well. And just moving into a season four, which has already been confirmed, we see that the head popper from season two and also a big role in season three is now about to become vice president. Yep, it's, it's terrifying, it's terrifying. She's she pulling an Edgar, but also it also ends with an unfortunate note where because of all of his use of Tim V, Billy now only has like four to five months to live. Yeah. So, so the last thing he goes like, and he, when he's with the boys, he doesn't tell them because, of course, he wouldn't. Yeah. He just sees uh, what's, sees the VP on the screen. She's like, oh, no, nah, she got to go next. Yes. So just with that, we know what's going to happen in season four. And then the creator of the show said we essentially only wanted to have five seasons. So we're definitely in the end game of the show now. Uh, so just going from there, we're about to get into our VOT sponsored awards. For our first award and our most popular award, the spotlight is yours. This was actually difficult at first when I was thinking of it, but I'm giving it to Mother's Milk. He is essentially the moral compass of the boys. Um, and just like his storyline throughout, just seeing how he suffered through that, how he is really trying to just be a good father for his daughter, we actually get to see him having that uh, chance since he's divorced from his wife. And then uh, she's also, you know, married to a Homelander lover, but him trying to be a good father father to his daughter while hiding just like the toxicity that used to be in his life is really compelling and uh the actor for mother's milk just stole the scene in every scene so uh spotlight is yours mother's milk come get this award all right so for our next award it is I did a thing where pretty much a character does absolutely nothing for the whole series and this has to be a, like a named character. So in this case, I'm giving it to The Deep. The Deep, you did absolutely nothing in this season besides brown nosing and, uh, and all that led you, led you to was just uh, surviving. You, you did nothing you, uh, besides having your way with fish, but you contributed literally nothing to the plot. So, sir, come get this award. Yeah, you uh, kickstarted season four, though. <laughs> we'll give you that. For our next award is the I Need a Hero Award. I'm giving this to Queen Maeve. We simping out. Going 1v1 versus Homelander was one of the most amazing scenes that I've seen in The Boys. Um, literally just like piecing him up. And then also just like taking out Soldier Boy. We see her actually becoming a hero that she used to be in this season. Um, Queen Maeve, you were definitely the hero that we all needed. So Queen Maeve, come get the award. And then for my award, we, we're handing out the Gruesome Death Award for a character who absolutely needed to die and absolutely did die the worst way possible. Blue Hawk, come on down because you racist 
you raped this piece of garbage. Uh, as a black man, I absolutely despise you. And for a black man to literally give his own life to uh, save you, I mean, to end you, I was like, oh, yes. And it, it's also hilarious because uh, your heart ended up going to the black man. So, uh, so it's your racist heart that's keeping a black man alive. So take that in the afterlife. Come get this award. We'll just throw it to you, honestly. And for our final award is the jump out your seat moment. And I'm giving this to one hero gasm as a sh episode in general. That might be the best hero episode I've ever watched. But also, first Soldier Boy Homelander fight. So many elements to it. It was very hype seeing Butcher hop in, then also Huey hop in. It was the first time we saw that Homelander actually uh, feel threatened. It was definitely a moment where we were just like so excited. So this is the Jump Out Your Seat Award moment, and we will give it to Soldier Boy. So we just had a great award show. Um, everything has been going great. And then, oh, I'm getting I'm getting played off again. Apparently there's there's one more to go. Let me uh, get off before I get tossed off. And right now we have our very special Black Air Force Award. So for this one, it goes to no one else. You know who it's for. Homelander, an absolute menace, a demon. A demon amongst demons. It's like, come on now. His first season was uh, truly crazy. Murking a whole bus, no, a whole plane. Two planes, actually, of people. And then him hooking up with a Nazi who's possibly his mom, but uh, we ain't gonna get into that part. But hooking up with a Nazi and actually taking up some Nazi-isms. There's his whole breakout in season three where he uh, pretty much just went off on a racist tirade, like how he's the best. I'm like, uh, sir, sir, you a problem. But also, there was a time when uh, he pretty much forces a woman to commit suicide because of the fact like, oh, his girl died. And he just starts filling up. No, you are a demon. You have everybody out here scared. You're bullying A-Train, calling him a fatso. You got the deep brown noses so hard he cannot even see anymore. And you got Ashley so scared that she pulls out all of her hair. And now it's forced to wear a wig. No, you are a problem. But the worst part is, who gonna stop you? You have the powers of a god. And you use them like a devil. Sir, come get this award. Because if it wasn't for the fact that I'm not in the show, I would have come and ran your pockets. But you decided to run off. But still, you're a demon overall. Come get this back. Get with your teams. And get let's not forget he forced the deep to eat a live octopus and also killed his best friend, Black Noir. So, you definitely deserve this award, Homelander. So now we're going to get into our tiers. Uh, do you want to read them off for us? Oh, yes. Yeah. So the naming of our tiers is actually amazing because they're based off members of the seven. At the bottom of the F tier, we got the deep. Then for the D tier, you get A-Train. C tier is Starlight, B tier is Maeve, A tier is Black Noir, but then S tier is Homelander. So which tier are you giving it, sir? Well, I know definitely what, what I want to give it. I wish I could 
call. I wish the higher tier was Queen May because she was so awesome in the last episode, but I have to unfortunately give it to Homelander. This was an S tier season. And yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about the naming convention, but I, I have to give it the Homelander tier too because this show is on demon timing. So of course it's full of Black Air Force energy. Yes. So yeah, we definitely agree it's an S tier. It's amazing storytelling, amazing characters. Action is incredible. Again, uh, just make the decision for yourself, but we're going to get our Scooby gear in. Uh, wait, before we do that, we're actually going to hit our fake sponsor for the day. Hmm. And yes, for today's sponsor, we have Bot Tempt B. If you are a soldier in the U.S. Army and wanting to achieve superpowers in order to take out your foes, you may procure just this vial of Temp V. It grants you superpowers for 24 hours. Effects of your powers are treated as random. Uh, side effects include turning your brain into absolute mush so and Swiss cheese. But yes, please go ahead and grab yourself a vial of Temp V selling at a mere $1.2 million per hit. So this is the moment, as I was saying before, uh, unfortunately, we're going to see the deep in the ocean when we do this, but now is the time for our deep dive. Yes, and for our deep dive today, we're going to talk about just how does a show like this, a show like The Boys, pretty much thrive in just this current climate and media, social economics, and just things of that nature. Yeah, so over the past, I would say, ever since uh, Deadpool came out, the first movie, we've seen an increase in shows that are can be raunchy, uh, over the top, um, just really just like, not gruesome, but just kind of just out there as compared to the cooker, cookie cutter that we can sometimes see with Marvel. So a few shows that I'm kind of mentioning, so Peacemaker, Suicide Squad, Deadpool, Invincible, and not really the Umbrella Academy, It's but it's kind of quirky in a sense. Uh, but all these shows and movies have different le levels of success, which is really interesting to kind of see in this time frame. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like, when it comes to like just these shows in general, I think like a main aspect of it is the fact that, as you mentioned, like they're not your prototypical superhero stuff. Like we all know that the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they got the movies on lock, but they also tend to kind of like fall under a certain formula. You know, you got your typical like super good heroes and then like cookie cutter heroes, you know, like your Superman's, your Captain America's and things of that nature. But the thing about these shows is the fact that the heroes are not your, they're pretty much like more humans. Like they're, they have like pretty much great flaws. Uh, like if you're looking at uh, like Deadpool, he is, uh, yes, this is a Marvel property, but uh, he is an assassin, but he, he is out here. He is hilarious. He's funny. You got the boys where the whole premise is the fact that all the superheroes, the ones that you think are like the prototypical ones are completely just scummy and just complete trash mm -hmm. while the main heroes of story and i'm using heroes in quotes are regular people uh stuff like invincible which i am in love with is the fact that like <laughs> uh firstly uh the main hero mark grayson like he he is not invincible he is invincible yes because uh he gets his butt whooped in almost every episode that's crazy <laughs> but 
but yeah like the characters that you see as a prototypical superhero they it he ain't mm-hmm. uh we look at you omni man uh you gonna need to get your award next <laughs> uh, i gotta i gotta put you on the spot based on uh your answer from last week but it's kind of not fair to ask but the boys has three seasons invincible only has one but which show is better oh why you gotta do that to me why you gotta do that to me <laughs> well seeing as how invincible is already confirmed for for two and three oh, they already con- confirmed for that uh so i i need to see those other two to delay my judgment um but <laughs> as of right now like out of the two that like i would go back to well i'll go back to both easily 100 percent easily but I, I probably, as of right now, go to the boys. A, because more content. And B, because of the fact, like, it's a, just normal people mm-hmm. who's going up against uh, some insurmountable odds. While Invincible's like, he has powers. He just needs to, uh, he just needs to train. I, I don't think training is going to help him against Omni-Man. <laughs> look, look. look. Look, if, if you read the comics like I do, training, training will help. Yeah. That Dragon Ball Z style montage. I, I know what happens later with a certain general, but we're not getting into that. <laughs> but uh, just with that, I think what's so incredible is that these shows aren't like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just like, they're not out there just to be out there. Like, there are certain shows that like on different mediums where it's like people kind of see like, oh, you're just trying to be like the boys. You're just trying to be... This just for shock just value. Edgy, like we're just for edgy reasons. We're looking at you, Spawn. I I love you, but uh, you 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 just edge Lord McGee. <laughs> the TV show though is decent enough. Edge Lord McGee. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like it's not out there for that. Like a lot of them have a lot of heart. Like even with the boys, as we get into a lot of it, is like, oh my gosh, is this actually happening? But at the same time, it's just like, man. Look at Butcher's character development. Look at all, like, in a Peacemaker. Look at Peacemaker's character development um, with that. So just even moving forward, um, this is where we really get into it, but does satire and parody let you get away with everything? That's a deep deep question. Um, Dang. Okay, so here's my hot take on that, right? It's like it doesn't let you get away with it as long as it's there to like make a specific point because like if you're just you're just spouting out some racist tirade just because it's a racist tirade yeah nah no matter parroting it ain't gonna help you there but if it's like racist tirade to show like hey these are the problems that these people are dealing with again i'm using blue hawk as an example because he's a piece of garbage but uh but yes it's showing it does it for a reason uh if you're like going into like some sexist uh stuff again like just all of that in general is like as long as it makes a point and it's making sense then you you can pretty much parody uh anything but as long as it's like makes sense and it's tasteful to the audience as long as that's disrespectful yeah i would say we're kind of in line for me it's no um but i believe it gives you a runway you just need to be able to one take off and be able to to land the plane um just with that it's kind of just like again you like you can't just do it just for the sake of doing it kind of it's like airing your dirty laundry out in a sense but it's like you're actually making a point like it needs to be I don't want to say smart because like that's kind of subjective, but 
there needs to be like something at the end of the rainbow and cinch to me so like you see like a south park and a simpsons and a family guy like these are shows that have been going on before like we were born for some of them or at least like when we were like in elementary school but at the same time they like develop but like they continue and continue and like you see them having a point set from time to time yeah and some and some of those shows have fallen off like considerably because of absolutely fact, like, um because of the fact like some of their stuff is it just they're just devolving into like okay what would uh make sense and then like just plug it in it's like boom Sometimes the cutaways just don't make sense at all. Um, I'm speaking to Family Guy on that one's like the the earlier seasons just uh just peak perfection. Uh, similar thing, pretty much all three of those shows actually is like they they all kind of fell off at a certain point. Well, that's why we did our uh, second episode about requels. Yeah, yeah, they they fell off hard, but in my opinion, to where like I I barely watch them anymore. But uh, yeah, but yeah, it's like stuff. Yeah, but like, when it comes to stuff like that, again, at the end of the day, like, what what are you doing it for? And, like, what's the intention behind, like, making that type of assessment or joke? Because if it's just to get laughs out of somebody and that's all, no, it's you, just pointless, yeah. you, you just you just missed the plot. Mm-hmm. So even with that, let's get into cancel culture. Ooh, let's let's go ahead. Let's get into bom, bom, bom. let's get into this topic. All right, because cancel culture is real. It is out here. Um, let's see. So like, yeah, negatives and positives. However, oh, you want to kick it off. Oh man, man. Okay, so starting with like positives, I say like it's good to like have some cancel culture, like cancel things that like legitimately need to like bring awareness to and be canceled. Uh, it's like for example, if a if like a certain uh like celebrity <laughs> and you about to see where I'm going with this, if a certain celebrity decides to start making false allegations of assault against uh their former spouse and and the fact that they're trying to make a a billion dollars out of certain movies and getting that person kicked off and and the fact that that person is completely innocent, yeah, you need to get canceled. A-H? Sorry, sorry, I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Or uh, if a certain person is just out here wilding and uh, grooming some people, Uh. grooming some children, or or committing assault on a daily basis, Um, you, you needs to get canceled, uh, E-Z, <laughs> O-E-M. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, again, don't know why that came. You got something in your throat? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry about that. I think I need to take a swig for a second. But, <laughs> but yeah, so, like, stuff like that. It's like, if it's something that's, like, legitimately needs to be canceled, and, like, somebody is out here wilding and doing it for everybody to see, yeah, you, you need to get exposed and you get canceled for it. But there's a flip side to it because of the fact like, hey, some people like genuinely make mistakes. Like some people genuinely uh like do stuff that like, okay, years ago, like I may have been a different person and like I may have said some like really out of pocket stuff, but like I don't believe in that now. And like I've seen just tons of cases like different YouTubers who like or Twitch stream or gamers or anybody who's pretty much gotten canceled for something they say years ago that they definitely like do not believe in like at the time of when they were getting canceled. That's where like I kind of start like 
losing a bit of the Kansas closer because that y'all tend to like it's like when y'all when we give y'all an inch y'all y'all decide to take a whole uh kilometer mm-hmm. not, not just a mile a whole kilometer with that so really like again there's like the good side is like hey exposing people need to expose but at the same time you gotta be care- careful and like t- determining like okay who is like who's currently like out of pocket who's like still believes in like what they're doing that is being out of pocket and need to be canceled but yeah that's pretty much like what i gotta say about that one yeah for for me i think like when cancel culture became part of our lexicon in a sense like how it started out definitely like needed to happen um with just like so many but initially it was like so many just like people in high industry levels that like have done decades of just disgusting stuff um despicable things and like getting called to the carpet for it and being like hey you have destroyed lives for decades you don't get to do this anymore um you don't get to be like held as part of like a you know create you know creator just like uh, a mogul or like ceos and stuff like that you don't get to be in that position anymore uh, when it initially started, I think that was just like incredible. And I think it does do a decent enough job of calling people to the carpet. I just going to the negatives. I'm with you. Like, um, so like I'm a big fan of sports. And then sometimes what I really hate, it's like it'll be a let's say in baseball, a pitcher will throw a no hitter or like mm-hmm. in um, football like or basketball, somebody gets drafted. And these are like people in their 20s. Right. So then they'll go to something like their Twitter when they were like 13, 16 years old. And then they'll, some, you know, scumbag will take a snapshot of it, mm-hmm. hold it for years. And then when that big moment happens, post it. And then now everybody's like, oh, this person, that person, like, oh, they're, you know, they're this terrible person. Let me like assign what they said here, you know? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't excuse them for saying it. Yeah. But, you you can't like always hold somebody to what they say as a teenager exactly they're still developing like they they don't have full brain function yet so like why are you coming after them but it also sucks from the standpoint of okay let's go into your life let's see what everything you said let's expose it Mm -hmm. let's go into like what you think like Mm -hmm. even now and like let's expose it and then if we see something we don't like let's show it to everybody and that's who you are Rickets. And that's the tough part about it. It's like, it's literally like the the negative of also, you know, kind of what we learned today is that, or heard today is that a lot of people now, it's like how we saw with Homelander, mm-hmm. you're tiptoeing, you're dancing, you're like so afraid to say anything that you say nothing. And I just feel like people, we can't connect from that standpoint if we're just like, just like, oh, I don't want to get canceled. Like even Blue Hawk says it. Like, what is going to happen? Am I going to get canceled? And it's like, it's just like you're not going to connect because you're never going to say what you really mean. So you're going to hold it in, mm-hmm. and it's going to harbor negative energy towards people that you feel like would do that. And we see the results of that going on just like in our lives today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just like it, it's one of like my big attitudes is that like if you hold them in. And you hold it for a while eventually it's gonna blow over and it's going to uh it's gonna explode 
and like something's gonna like set it off and then that's where uh things like where like the whole phenomenon of karen's come in yeah <laughs> like i mean some karen's definitely do need to uh, just straight up get canceled happen. <laughs> but uh but yeah it's like maybe like person might be having a bad day and they may say like something out of pocket it's like are you gonna really hold them to it just for that like one moment or is it like because like it's just like that one moment that they say it and then they never said it before and they never said it since so like what where are you gonna do you're gonna cancel them just for that one thing for like one that slight mistake like what what are you gonna do and and also like a big thing is like just in, in the uh concern of creators you know like people tend to like try to as you said like try to censor themselves just for the sake of for the sake of you know just being progressive and being for everybody i know just like with that i remember this really funny joke um by carlos mencia he was doing like a stand-up this was years ago i think i was in elementary school but he essentially was saying that he was doing he was uh doing this joke in front of uh a lot of people with like mental like mental health issues and uh one of the and he wasn't doing his jokes that he typically does uh at the time um and one of the people rose up and said hey that's not fair that you do that joke in front of other people but you won't do it in front of us um so he and then like he says in the stand-up oh you're right i wouldn't go to like i wouldn't say this uh black joke in this place but i wouldn't say it in front of black people like this uh woman joke in front of this place but wouldn't say it in front of women or something like that and he ended up saying it but you know jokes aside it's essentially just like tap dancing is like it really puts like uh restraints on it and i think also we don't really um we can just kind of miss out on a sense yeah yeah uh essentially at the end of the day i just want to say like uh like you you gotta be accountable i gotta be held accountable for your words and uh yeah i gotta be like accountable for like what you have and but if you don't and like you just gotta be mindful of like who your audience is and everybody else just be mindful but like not completely hold yourself out and be a complete uh robot yeah i think you should be able to take risk with that but just even just like with limits on that i think it's so easy to miss the humanity with cancel culture like even just the word itself where it's like canceled it's like oh you don't get to do anything anymore it's not like, oh, reprimanded or just like uh, temporary punishments. Like, hey, you said this thing five years ago or you phrased the word wrong. You know, that's not your intent, but you can never do the thing that you love moving forward. And I just think that's really tough. I mean, even just like with so many people, I remember um, we had a talk earlier this week with people where it's like people weaponize hate or they use hate as an asset where if you're a certain celebrity and a lot of people don't like you, it can be something where, you know, you take your family out to Chick-fil-A and you take a, a selfie with them. And you're like, hey, it's family Saturday uh, time. And then people and then somebody will go, oh, so you support that, huh? With your family. Glad I don't go there. Glad I'm not a fan of you. And then like three days later, you're giving an apology about like because of your uh, your dietary uh, decisions are like based on like what you feel about humans and stuff like that mm -hmm. as, as, as i mentioned before like when you're when you're doing all of this you're missing out on like one key aspect of it. it's like hey you, you're exposing somebody to try to hold them accountable but at the end of the day it's like uh 
it's like what it's really doing is like it might not be holding them accountable like really you're just like canceling and you're not giving them a chance to repent not giving them a chance to grow not giving them a chance to like learn their lessons like it's like you're taking the whole live with the consequences thing to a whole new avenue whole new directive which like i'm i'm kind of not with essentially to the point where you don't even get to live nope not at all and like what what better way to be human than like to live to learn to grow to like make mistakes and learn from them mm-hmm. yeah so that was just our deep dive for the week uh going straight from there we're gonna just get into our recommendations uh anything that you have uh, yeah, so my recommendations is obviously The Boys. Uh, you can find it on Amazon Prime. Uh, and going into other uh, recommendations, of course, we have like the list that we mentioned before. We had Peacemaker and Suicide Squad, which are both on HBO Max. You got Deadpool, which I believe is not on Disney+. Plus. Not at the moment, but you can find it in... Uh... How you find it <laughs> yeah just just find it however uh, of course invincible is also on amazon prime and then umbrella academy is netflix. on netflix mm-hmm. uh only other one essentially what i listed off earlier is would be my recommendations is legend of vox machina and that is on amazon prime it's essentially it's an anime kind of version in this uh general what we're talking about but it's i heard it's really good yep yep uh so you want to plug us in Uh, Yes, yes. So, of course, we have our Instagram and Twitter at BlurredCity22. We have our Patreon and our YouTube, which is BlurredCityPod. We have our our Patreon, which is, of course, what we use to, like, upload exclusive content. And it's just behind, like, just a small subscription. Like, you want to support us and, and what we do. It's like, feel free to support that and you get some exclusive content like character analyses as well as show and movie reviews that we may not post on the actual podcast. Uh, we also have our Discord, which is the Meet and Meet Presents Blurred City, which you can find the link to that in our Instagram and our bio. So you can definitely, like, load that up and... And boom, you'll be plugged in with the huge community. And then finally, we have our email, which is blurredcity22 at gmail.com. And that's where you can like submit questions for like our Q&As or uh, random fan theories or just a uh, geek out segments or just anything like that. So where like we can have some audience participation as well. Yeah. And since this is kind of like the halfway point of our season one, we're really hoping to have just a lot of questions for our Q and A. We can get into all things nerd, any other potential questions you have. So that just make that a really special bonus episode. What's coming up in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have our Nope movie review. So Jordan Peele is back at it again. You know, there's going to be a lot of theories that we're going to speculate about. Um, just a lot to kind of peel apart and dive in. From there, we're going to have our Venom character study, which we are both <laughs> super excited about. That's going to be the, <laughs> the first one that we get to bring to the pot and share with you. Um, just going from there, we might also have another guest in the next coming month. So a lot planned um, as we're wrapping up, but we definitely want to go big for you all. For my individual author pages, I have my Instagram, Mitri underscore dash, so M-E-T-R-I underscore D-A-S-H, Twitter, at the Mad Dash 16, T-H-E-M-A-D-A-S-H 16, and then if you want to find my book, 
It's on Amazon, Phantom Pains, a most irregular tell. So as usual, we're going to leave you with some words of encouragement. And yes, so for my words of encouragement is that uh, you do not need to like have everything together to be a hero in somebody's life. You don't need powers. You don't need money. You don't need necessarily, uh, you know, like it super strength or anything like that. You just have to, you know, do good out there. You know, you see person in need, uh, help them out with no strings attached, just because everybody's watching and it's like what you leave behind is like is by like what you do and what you say. So you don't need anything extra to be a hero for somebody. Yeah. And for me, I would just say that look for the humanity in people before uh, you want to attack them for just views or things that they say. We all have some scumbag in us, but we also have a lot of beauty in us that we can share with the world. And the more we divide instead of connect, it kind of hides the beauty that there is in people. Just leave me with that. We're going to say it's not goodbye forever. It's just goodbye for now. And that's the Blurred City Pod. See ya later.